Hello and welcome to Creative Lives, the Lecture in Progress podcast. Lecture in Progress is an online resource that inspires and informs the next generation of talent by providing practical advice and insight into the creative industry. This podcast series features a broad range of people talking about what they do and how they got to where they are. Our guest this week is Adam Larter. Hi, my name is Adam Larter. By day, I'm a strategic account director and in the evenings, I am an alternative comedian. Adam is the strategic account director for London-based agency Studio Black Tomato. In addition to this, Adam is also a comedian, writer and founder of the Weirdos Comedy Club. Likening his role to a sponge, to begin, Adam fills us in on his role at the agency and why for him there's no typical working day. I get paid to learn a lot of stuff and then tell people what I found. Then working with people to figure out what was useful from that. Working with a business because not all of that is going to be useful to them. In my current role, it varies hugely. As an example, in the last month, I have been at my desk for about three days. Um, and then the rest of that has been spent in Chile and in Mexico, working for various projects out there. So some days have been in workshops and some have been on quad bikes. So it's, it's quite varied. Often found running workshops of new companies, Adam thinks back to some of his favorite projects, explaining why it's important to both listen and question the client. The, the last company I worked with, I got to work with um, a marshmallow company. I suppose I'm allowed to mention their name. Yeah, they're Mallow and Marsh. And they had just such a great product that they were just trying to do a better version of marshmallows, really, that you could buy on the shelf. And they already had like a lot of distribution. They're in BP and Starbucks. And they had a lot of great ideas as well. Like the founder is just one of those people in business that you just instantly respect. It's just so much character and you can see all of the ideas have come from her. She turned down two dragons and Dragon's Den and decided that she actually just wanted to go alone with the business. Instantly like, okay, this is someone I'm going to listen to. The most important thing is listening. And I think that I'm not a very daunting person to talk to. I try not to wear kind of a suit jacket um, and, you know, I look a bit scruffy, but I think that helps people talk to me on a kind of more equal level. You absolutely do need to know the business and the sector inside out. You can't, you can't, you can't just wing it and say, oh, let's just have a little chat. It's, but it's that nice balance of, I completely know and understand your business and sector, but let's just see where this conversation goes. And that always, always works. And it's quite a scary thing. Normally we're doing like a two-day workshop and the first one is that sort of exploration and talking to people and exercises and things. And that's quite scary. And I think people come into the room because they have a lot of bad experience. We've all been on the kind of cliche workshop where it's like, let's start with some trust exercises and kind of like CMO or whatever sitting there going, oh God, are we paying for this? Why are we paying for this? And that, that's that scary moment of you haven't proven anything yet. And then the next day, when you've had a chance to sift through everything, it it's just feels like worthwhile. People are like, how did, you, how did you come up with that? You've only been with us a day. And it's like, yeah, you said it. <laughs> you know, it's just being able to pick the right things that someone said. An early interest in music, art and drama eventually took Adam to Kingston University, where he studied politics with creative writing, allowing him to maintain both academic and creative interests. 
Yeah, no, I didn't. Uh, I was, I was spent all of my time watching bands, um, painting hubcaps. That that university process of doing half of a degree quite academic and half of a degree quite creative. I knew that the creative side was more interesting at that point because that's what I did with my spare time. I was going to both lectures, but then afterwards, I went to a few kind of debate clubs, but really I was reading and writing and just writing and writing and writing. That's why I like having a day job and and having creativity outside is that there's no worry that I need to refine everything or tour with something or use five minutes of comedy to get an agent or, you know, get a sitcom or something like that. I can just write something and then put that production on the next week. Looking to stay in London after graduation, Adam landed a place on a grad scheme at advertising agency Ogilvy, which served as a masterclass in all aspects of advertising. I fell into advertising completely by accident. I just left university and wanted to stay in London because I just loved London so much. And I just saw an ad for, <laughs> it said something really vague. It was like wanting people who are interested in media, creative, etc., etc., And all of the words that kind of were like, yeah, I, I think that's what I should do. I knew I wanted to do something creative, but been told by everyone in the world, like that's an impossible thing to do after you've got this degree in creative writing. What I had signed up for, and I had no idea, was a WPP grad scheme. Um, and there's a grad scheme that exists hidden in Paddington where you service the WPP building by serving lunch and delivering post until you get a job. And then I ended up working in Ogilvy for three years off the back of that, off just reading a rant. It was really it was properly in a newspaper, like an advert in a newspaper. I don't think that exists anymore. Yeah, and it was, it was great. And, and working for Ogilvy was as crazy as you imagine, um, especially as someone who never studied marketing or advertising and didn't have any idea. That's how I learned. As he reflects back on some of his early experiences in advertising, Adam recalls some initial challenges about transitioning into the world of work and how volunteering helped him navigate his own path. I think I was really scared in the early days about just being myself at work and at university is that place where you really can relax and be yourself a lot so to go from that world where I was the quirky one and I was a bit goofy and a bit weird um, and just had this sort of like natural eccentricity to thinking you know especially at somewhere like Ogilvy that's so kind of prestigious that I should dress a certain way and talk a certain way um, and I think that it was towards the end of my time there that I realised that people really appreciated that. And it was weird that I hid that and thought I need to be very respectful of things, I need to be respectful towards my colleagues. And it's not to say that I'm, I'm not now, but it was like, actually, you can be jokey at appropriate times. You can be friendly at appropriate times. If you've read something that you think is relevant, even if it's just something that you've seen in the news or from some random sitcom you've read, that's okay. That can actually take people to an interesting creative place. You know, as long as your opinion isn't just, I hate this, you know, your opinion might be valid. You're gonna have to back it up. So I think my biggest challenge was kind of trying to find that balance between being a professional grown-up person 
um, and just being able to be comfortable in being myself at work. I worked in a couple of places, but worked for one place for five years, this company called Amp. Um, and it was a, a smaller agency, and that was where I really wanted to get out of a big agency on purpose. I look back fondly on my time in Ogilvy, but in terms of really being able to be creative with things, in 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 terms of really trying to l learn deeper, like Ogilvy was really good to expose you to all of the different things that advertising and branding can be. So, you know, in three years you get to work on TV, radio, print, everything, you know, huge strategy projects, big pitches, um, crazy stuff, financial services, charity, everything. But what you don't get to do is to really kind of get under the skin of business and understand kind of why things are happening. That was what excited me. And I think if you are in a small company and you're there for a long time and you can get quite embedded, you can dictate what your job is a bit more. And I found that that was what really interested me. And I started just, just doing that, volunteering to write briefs, volunteering to do competitor reviews. You know, you start to be involved in research. You know, it starts from taking notes and then you can actually get a bit more involved. But I think it's that mentality of... You know, and I saw, I've seen other people do it and it's just so easy really is that in advertising you can shape that career by just volunteering for stuff. I'd like to be involved in that project or just, just when a meeting happens, just be in the room. <laughs> I'll take notes, you know, and you get from that point of, of knowing nothing to being respected and just always being there and, you know, I've done some stuff and led some projects because someone's been ill. You know, when someone's ill and they're like, I know that, I think I can do that. And you go way out of your comfort zone. Once graduated and away from university assignments, Adam found himself writing more and he doesn't seem to have stopped. Founding the Weirdos Comedy Club in 2011, he tells us more about how comedy allows him the freedom to create new shows away from his work at the agency, including a comedy show on ice at Alexandra Palace. Okay, yeah. Um, so the kind of comedy I do is generally referred to as kind of weird stuff. Um, I run a, a collective of comedians called Weirdos Comedy. For a, a while, we've been known for putting on very big, elaborate, colourful, messy uh, productions that are all independently run. The one that people know at the moment is I did a comedy show in an ice rink last year. Um that is what it sounds like. <laughs> I wasn't on skates. So I wrote and directed it. Um, I can't skate. I cannot skate. And um, the lead, the guy who kind of dragged me into the project, is a guy called Tony Law, who's a very well-established and well-respected Canadian comic who's also a surrealist. He had this idea to do comedy on ice for a long time. And he was told that I'm someone who likes doing stupid things. And I said, yeah, sure, let's do it. We booked the ice ring. I wrote the play, um, we built the costumes and uh, everyone, about eight professional comedians were learning to skate. Uh, only one broken arm. While he admits that navigating the relationship between comedy and advertising isn't much of a personal challenge, for Adam it's more a question of morality. Yeah, is, is it a massive contradiction to be hilarious and serious at the same time? As a, as a person, I don't find it particularly difficult to switch 
off and on. I think the thing that I find more challenging is kind of the understanding of morality in those two different places is really different. And I think what comedy does really, really well, and I think that the creative slash ad industry needs a pinch more of is those kind of honest discussions, not just on LinkedIn or in magazines, but just in the office about the moral implications of what we do. Because of, yeah, comedy just has ongoing debates about kind of identity politics and it forms part of the discussion and about kind of representation on TV. And I think that in advertising, we first are kind of answerable to the client, like they're trying to sell this product, therefore they need to represent that person on their TV ad, their website, their photography, etc. Whereas it should be more that kind of long-term thinking of, is it damaging to be portraying this certain race or these this you know group of people in this way? And actually, could we be doing a better thing? Finally, Adam shares his recommendations for anyone looking to tread a similar path. I'd say read a lot. I'd say take it very seriously. If someone is asking you to advise them on where their business should go, that isn't stuff that they're going to take lightly. You, you, you really need to understand it. Like if, if, if you think about the mentality of someone who has set up their own business, that they have lost sleep, money, partners, <laughs> you know, that is a really draining emotional experience to kind of rock up uh, and not care is kind of insulting. So if they're paying you to do that, just bear in mind that you're you're looking after something very precious to them. And kind of, yeah, if you get that, then everything else that I've said here should should follow. To be able to advise someone on where they could take their business that's a, a nicer, more moral, more interesting, more creative place it is fine. But I think you need to justify that it's going to work for them, that's going to help their business. Oh, and yeah, you can also turn down stuff thinking about that. I, I turned down the opportunity to work on a cigarette account and I never, ever regret that. I'm so happy if I was just some account director who still worked on some horrible cigarette account now, I would be miserable. So that's okay to do that. This episode of Creative Lives was brought to you by Lecture in Progress. It was presented by me, Marianne Hanoon, and the guest was Adam Lata. The editor was Ivor Manley. Lecture in Progress is made possible with the support of a number of brand partners. They include Us2, Google, Sky Creative Agency, GF Smith, Colophon Foundry and the Paul Smith Foundation. For more information, check out lectureinprogress.com. <laughs>